0: Straight from the cockpit It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe With the fucking pilot Ready, set, go All right. once again this is the fucking pilot In the can with another edition Of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void Via the magic of the internet I've got a couple other very cool people to talk about And get some fun stories from So uh, tell me, who the fuck are you guys And what do you do
1: my name is Billy Sharman, and my wife is Angie, and uh, we are the owners and operators of uh, Skydive Pretoria here in South Africa.
0: Skydive Pretoria in South Africa. Jesus, man. I've been uh, bouncing all over the world with people. It's pretty cool. So that's yeah, like, I mean, where in Africa. What's That's that's a big place.
1: Yeah, we're in a small little town called Pretoria. That just happens to be the capital, and uh, it's about an hour from Johannesburg.
0: Okay. And- all right. What do I know? That name Pretoria was that? What was the the Blade Runner guy? Did not he have to go to court there?
1: Yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did. Killed somebody.
0: He, got he did. For that shit. He did. Man, legless or not, but that's we're not here to talk about legless South African runners. <laughs> 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 that's that's not the podcast. That's not this podcast anyway. I'm sure that'll Probably. be on another one. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, what is it you guys do? You own Skydive Pretoria, uh, so you're drop zone owners and operators. But uh, uh, how did you guys get your start in skydiving?
1: Well, um, I started off as a you know I went to the drop zone, did a tandem. You know, my mom was a skydiver back in the days. She was uh, she was she was California state champion in style and accuracy for a, for a while back in like the late '60s, early '70s. Wow. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, then uh, one day, you know, I decided I was going to go do a skydive. And so I went to Davis, California. I went to Action Air Parachutes and uh, decided, yeah, let's let's go for a skydive. So I did one and they had a, they had a 20% off discount there. And huh. I said, I'm going to go again. I said, fuck yes, please. I loved it that much. I did two tandems on the first day. Nice. And then, um, you know, I had my, and then I pretty much quit my job about two, a week and a half, two weeks later. And, um, and about three weeks after that, I had my AFF rating, my, uh, my A license. And then I um, moved on to the drop zone about another week after that.
0: Oh, geez. So you'd like dove headfirst straight into the lifestyle without even looking back. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Pretty nice. Much. How about you, Angie? Um,
2: I believe I didn't have a choice. I grew up on a drop zone. <laughs> 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 so um, my dad... Actually, my mom and my dad jump. My mom's got about 50 jumps. My dad, when he stopped jumping, I think he has about 1,400 jumps. Proper weekend jumpers, but as you know, you know seasons and whatever in Europe and in Germany. So we'd only drive there on weekends uh, in the summer. So my dad gave me an option when I turned 14. He said either you can go do your AFF when you're 18, or you can do a tandem now. Which one do you choose? I mean, it was a no-brainer, so I waited.
0: Oh, nice. And decided to go balls out for it. So if you were a weekend uh, kid at the drop zone, then you started out as a packing weight and then learned how to pack parachutes and and the whole nine yards, I bet.
2: Yeah, my first pack job from start to end that someone jumped, I think I was 12, somewhere there. 12, (laughs) 14. Oh, that's yeah. a
0: trusting motherfucker right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, so, um, Billy, you got started in Davis, California, where uh, I flew for a while. So you started as a, a fun jumper, uh, but how did you end up, uh, like, working in the sport? Because uh, uh, if you just kind of dove in headfirst to the lifestyle, first off, what job did you quit to, to to do that, Were you, like, you weren't flipping burgers or anything if you just quit the job? I don't
1: know. I had a job at a place called uh, Safari West in, uh, in Northern California there by the wine country. And I was a, uh, a local tour guide taking people <laughs> to show them all the African animals in – it's near Calistoga, I guess you would say, in the Napa Valley.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Back up. So, wait. You're a South African living in Northern California giving safari tours.
1: Yes, sir. What the <laughs> fuck?
0: What? How the fuck did that happen? Come on, you're kidding, right? Well,
1: you know I'm dead serious, eh? dead serious. My mother owned a, a store called Af- uh, African Odyssey, and she knew these guys that had this the the Lang family who uh, they um still have they still have it actually. Oh, they they have this uh, farm called Safari West, and you've have got they've got. Uh, Lots of animals there. They've got like they have a giraffe, giraffe. Bone. giraffe. yeah, massive <laughs> giraffe. Bone. They've got ibis.
0: They've got birds. They've a herd got... of
2: buffaloes. They have. The, I think they have the biggest herd of buffaloes in northern America. Yeah,
0: that's bizarre. African
2: buffaloes.
0: Yeah, in northern California. Yeah. yeah, and so you were giving African safaris in my backyard, basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Make people eat poop. Yeah, so
1: uh, oh, they weren't eating it, they were they were holding it. You know, you got these people coming from San Francisco, and we've got the Watusi cattle sitting there, and uh, you know, I tell them what the cattle were and how the Africans made their their houses. And you know, I pick up this this dried dung, I guess you could say, and I hand it off to them. I said, look, you can smell it. it. Doesn't smell like anything, but you can mix mix it with mud, and it sticks nice and strong, and it makes a nice house. Make people hold. And I got these ladies along the yeah. red fingernails and, you know, massive diamond rings coming in from San Francisco, you know? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't smell. You're absolutely right. It's unbelievable.
0: You must have just been cacking yourself inside. I
1: loved it. It was, it was such a good time.
0: It had such to be. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, and and I'm, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit because I know, Angie, you for quite some time gave actual tours in – Real safaris in Africa.
2: Yeah, that's right. In Botswana, mostly uh, for about, I think three years solid. I pretty much uh, lived in the bush, dug holes for toilets, and um, yeah lived in a tent.
0: And Billy fucked with rich people from San Francisco.
1: I, I was I was the ho- right. I was on the Hollywood
2: safaris. You know,
0: that's <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. I had no idea. That's fantastic. So you so you quit fucking with rich women and and um shit. <laughs> to, to to go live a full time life as a skydiver, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what did you just? Since you started in Davis, California, which is almost yeah. in the same area, did you just like move onto the drop zone and say fuck it?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. I had I had a I had a, saved up quite a bit of money and decided to spend that money. And then when I finished spending that money, I decided, well, what am I going to do now? So I started rigging. I became a rigger. Um, also main reason is because I was wanting to be a swooper, you know, mm. we, all, we all get this, this glorified life that the supers are the kings, you know, I sure.
0: so, well, we, uh, wanted
1: to become a swooper, so I became a, a rigger, so I didn't have to pay for my fucking pack jobs every <laughs> <swimming>. week. <laughs> you know, I think I went in the water more than anybody I know.
0: So who? Uh, uh, I mean, how long did it take you uh, from the time you made that first jump until the time you were working as a rigger? How 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 much time did you put in to get there?
1: Uh, that was about a year, maybe. Wow, that's fast.
0: Yeah. So you were just yeah. full on.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. And I, and, and this is all in yeah, Davis at uh, at Skydance. Yeah, exactly. And like Once I said, a I thousand spent
1: thousand jumps in a year. Spent all my money in one year, and I had no more money. So I had to do something.
0: Then, uh, so so, uh, who were you rigging with at Davis? Who was the master uh, rigger there?
1: Keith,
0: you know me, Keith. Keith Wyatt. Keith Wyatt. Yeah, man. Yeah. Know him well. Yeah. A- Absolutely.
1: Good old Uncle Ray. Good old Uncle Ray. He gave me his. tea he gave me the test.
0: Uncle so, Ray gave you the test, huh? Uncle Ray gave me
1: the
0: test, Joe. Oh, Uncle Ray. I think uh, uh, Jim and I reminisced uh, a little bit about Uncle Ray.
1: Nah, he's a fucking good man, that. Oh, he's I
0: I love Ray. He's what what's. He's nice. really helped. Oh, yeah, man. No, he did the same thing for me. He's he's by far the, the most amazing, nicest asshole I've ever met. <laughs>
1: exactly. They labeled that one exactly. on. For
0: sure. Without a doubt. Now, um, you you used to butt heads with him pretty good, though, didn't you? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you were, because when you and I met, um, I think probably it, now with the numbers that you've just laid out, was probably going into your second year in skydiving. Second or third yeah, second or third year. Second or third year, are, or third year in Scott having and you were like the proper uh, cautionary tale when I started working there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that what don't do what Billy does. Don't do what Billy does. Yeah. <laughs> now and this is actually a story you we mentioned before we started rolling here uh that your wife might not even know this story and i only know very brief parts of it so i'm gonna dig this one out of you you got yourself in a (laughs) deep amount of trouble uh and somehow ended up getting a van stuck near the drop zone um on what turned out to be quite a long night slash day what what was that whole story about
1: well no you know we had one of those bonfire parties and I met this young lady, and she wanted to, she didn't want to, she wanted to say hi and you know get to know me. I guess you could say. Oh. And she, we weren't allowed to stay uh, on the drop zone. I had to move away from the drop zone, so I drove a little ways, and she eventually said, "Yeah, this is good enough." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just went about two feet too far, <laughs> and um, the front front right wheel of my van slipped down into a. Um, what do they call them? They call them
0: an irrigation ditch, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. It feeds all. Yeah, well, and for those that don't know, um, Davis and, and the Yolo County Drop Zone, it is surrounded by farm country. I mean, it's yeah. it, it it should be in the middle of like Indiana. It just happens to be in Northern California. It is flat and rice paddies and and fields of God knows what all over the place. So you got stuck in an irrigation ditch in a van with a was she a what a tandem student no she was a jumper oh an active jumper
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not that bad hey come on oh, Up
0: <laughs> what <laughs> what there's, a, there's nothing wrong with
1: that. what oh no, you're just blushing and we know you are uh... <laughs>
0: okay so yeah. you, you get yourself so, so stuck anyway,
1: so, so i got stuck in the next morning you know the the I walked. I had to. Walk, I couldn't get the car out, so I had to fucking walk to the drop zone. And when I got to the drop zone, I heard the announcement: "Billy, please come to manifest now." <laughs> <laughs> so I came, I went to manifest, and uh, Ray says to me, "Is that your fucking car sitting there in the ditch?" I was like, "Yeah, Ray. I'm. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm trying to triple. I called Triple A. They're on their way. Getting them. They're coming to move it out." and um and uh, he eventually said to me, "You know, Billy, get your shit, get all your fucking shit, and get the fuck off my drop zone." <laughs> so I think I was one of the only people that ever got kicked off a raised drop zone. Yeah. Um, I mean, it hindered the it hindered the the guys shooting guns. You know, I think they were shooting clay pigeons on that side. Um, nothing really dangerous. You know, it's a clay pigeon. Oh, really? Um, and a shotgun, okay, really. Um, and uh. So yeah, I gathered my stuff and and off I went. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's funny when I was leaving, while my buddy Wes said to me, you know Billy, I'm starting up a drop zone in Lake Tahoe, and in about in about a year, you must come and uh, since you don't have a job yet, you must come and work for me. I said, well, I'd I'd love to, you know. He says, you need an AFF instructor rating. And you need, and uh, you've got your riggers tickets, so exactly what I need, and you'll fit in perfect. You're exactly what I want. So I said, "Sweet, I'll be there."
0: Oh, well, you know? so hey, one opportunity to the next. Exactly.
1: No, West is a good man. Now, after oh, yeah. you,
0: after you got your ass tossed off of Sky Dance, did you ever mend fences with Uncle Ray?
1: You know what? Ray's been one of the biggest helps in my life when it came to starting my own drop zone. You know, he's given me a lot of a lot of uh, information a lot of help yeah. he's giving me, you know he's given me a lot of help with the aircraft i bought um i bought parts from him like i bought a railing from him that i couldn't find anywhere else in the world hmm. um i scoured the i scoured the planet for uh hand, for handrails and the jump the jump door kit that i and i have on my aircraft
0: sure and
1: uh yeah he gave me a great price you know this shit's fucking
0: expensive yeah it is well you're yeah. you guys are flying a pack 750 out there yeah Yep. That was Uncle Ray's airplane, boy. I tell you what, man, that that bird is a fucking beast. Yeah, no,
1: that's a good plane, eh?
0: It's a yeah, good man. Plane. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, well, we'll we'll make this uh, section of the podcast the praise Uncle Ray section because I can say yeah. the same thing for uh, for me in regard to flying. The only reason that I'm uh, a jump pilot is because he gave me a shot. Not just in uh, a shitty little 182, but he put me in the pack 750 as my first turbine. Uh, so the only yeah. reason that I made it as far as I did was because of Ray, uh, without any shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I also waxed that fucking plane like Mr. Miyagi and, and got yelled at more than I can possibly remember. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it was worth or sometimes I deserved it. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> but you so if you got thrown you didn't just get thrown off because you got your star, your your van stuck in a ditch trying to, you know, have at it with one of the jumpers. The fuck else did you do? <laughs>
1: No, I think it was a combination, a combination of, you know, a bunch of, <gasps> I don't know, I was, uh, you, uh, I can't go down that road, hey? Yeah,
0: Literally, you were a rowdy, yeah. you were a rowdy little fucker.
1: Yeah, I was, you know, you drink too much, and all that nonsense, and yeah, I'm not so, like that anymore, thank think my wife sorted that out. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, yeah, speaking of, so Angie, how did you, how did you dive into, I mean, obviously you, you were kind of born into skydiving, but how did you end up making it uh, a lifestyle?
2: Uh, Well, before I already started jumping, so we were going every week into the drop zone and then I did my FF and then obviously winter season came quicker than what you could think. So then you get really, really bored and you hate life and Mm. you try to find something else. But, you know, it, it hits you really hard. And then I think I wasn't even jumping for a year yet, I was yeah I was in my, I was doing an apprenticeship with um, SAP the the company software company uh, okay. and they sent me down to South Africa to you know because my English was like non-existent to learn English to work there at SAP and whatever and I was like ah oh, South Africa cool uh, where's the next drop zone. So off I went, I was really stoked and I was like, okay, let me take my rig. And before you knew it, I think I had 127 jumps or something like that. And I ended up at the drop zone, funnily enough, here in Pretoria in 2007, no, six, sorry, 2006 and was like, oh my God, it's in the middle of winter. These guys are still jumping. This is freaking amazing. Yep. and then I figured out they jump all year round.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there are places uh, that actually do that.
2: Yep. And that was just like, okay, I'm sold. Thank you.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. So you you had a normal job and then you found um, you know, kind of Nirvana cuz you got to jump all the time.
2: That's right. I was like, this is amazing. I do not so I did any I did a lot of things to just get money to jump. I've cut my hair off on stage for like 400 euros, I've cleaned toilets. Wait, I've wait, done wait, done wait. Done back
0: up, you did what back? on stage?
2: So <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of stage. <laughs> um, it was like a, a hairstylist show in Frankfurt. They cut my hair off, like it was really, really long and they took, I don't know, I think it was like a knife and scissors and whatever. It was one of those Paul Mitchell Oh,
0: fair shows. enough. Hey, I've done a lot weirder shit on stage for Jump Money.
2: Uh, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah they and and i mean i was actually just when i went to the car i was too scared to look in the mirror until i drove home because i just felt how short they cut it but i was really stoked because i had a lot of money in my my handbag to go to the drop zone the oh, day later You were hooked. So, uh, yep that was it done yep
0: and now how did and you that's... yeah keep going keep going
2: no that's how i that's how i actually ended up in south africa from Germany, um, my 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 first and only corporate job took me there.
0: <laughs> well, now, how long did the corporate job last while you were you know spending all your nickels and dimes jumping?
2: Um, so my corporate job it was an apprenticeship of two years, and when I so the the trip down to South Africa was pretty much halfway. It was about three months, and then when I went back to Germany, I knew that I wasn't going to last in Germany. So I, my next mission was to convince my parents that I can sell everything that I've just bought because I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18. So the mission was to convince them that I need to study in English and that I need to do it somewhere where I can jump all year round. And yeah, so I literally, I went back, I finished my apprenticeship. So I I did that. I didn't just run away, but I finished that. I sold everything and I moved to South Africa.
0: Wow. Wow. So from Germany to South Africa and uh, it ended up jumping your butt off there.
2: Yeah. So I I ended up doing a lot of manifest and then um, I became a jump master here. With that, you can start doing like some basic coaching, which kind of kept me going without spending, you know, every single cent that I sort of made, but it at least kept me going. And then I was working in the bush at that time, so I was traveling a lot and then I'd always like rush back on a Sunday try and squeeze one or two jumps in um, and then um, my next trip would start on the on this the next Sunday, so then Saturday I would jump all my money out that I made in the bush. Um, but yeah, then by the time I had 500 jumps odd, I was pretty burned out from the bush working 18 hours a day type of thing. and then I started doing tandem video.
0: Yep. Wow! So, by in the bush, you're talking about the the safari stuff.
2: Yeah, that's right. Right, mm-hmm. getting
0: getting gullible Americans to play with shit.
2: <laughs> I'm not, I'm well, actually, players. I had I had um, <laughs> I had really uh, like sometimes funny, but sometimes really odd Germans. My, 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 most of my trips were German. I was a German lead guide. Um, so, I, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, but most of my trips were German trips. Um, I had even people that were going to the Okavango Delta and were like, no, I don't want to touch this water. And I was like, what? good luck, Chuck. I mean, we're in a little wooden dugout boat, Traveling for like about three hours into the middle of the Delta. And if you believe that you're not drinking this water for coffee in the morning, then you're really dumb.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Now having done actually through uh, advice that you gave, having done that, uh, one of the safaris, yeah. um, yeah. With my mom and my daughter, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have no trouble at all believing that there are people stupid enough to believe that there's walking pathways and, and bridges over all the water and, Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So So
2: the reason why I was like, okay, you know what? It was a pity that it was people of, you know, like unfortunately Germans. What I really noticed was when you have people, and it doesn't matter what nationality it is, but if you have people from one nationality, they will stick to their language and they will not interact with the locals. Sure. And that's what I found really difficult because I was so opposite about it. You know, you sit in a bonfire in Botswana where you don't have cell phone reception. And now they're talking about the president or the chancellor of Germany, what they're doing right now to find a drug really exhausting.
0: Is that, I mean, we actually, it was kind of funny because when uh, I did our safari with my daughter and my mom, there was a, a large group of Germans that were with our group as well. And it was like pulling teeth to get them to talk to us. Is it, That's right. Is that just a German thing?
2: Um, I think it's a cultural thing, you know. Uh, but, uh, but I think it has to do with the the fact. Jack, like, I'm sure there was not just one German couple. I'm sure there was a couple more.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. No. So there were. A... But yeah.
2: So I think when they kind of like group up their tent, they don't know what else to talk about. Fair. So enough. they find that one common thing, you know.
0: Maybe it. Uh, maybe it's because it's the whole group thing. Because I used to have amazing luck with German nannies in Las Vegas. <laughs> 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 but it, they they were on their own, so it was you know Trek America, go make a skydive, German nanny. Just, they just seemed to be the thing. I don't, I don't. Not
1: know. a nanny's cheese. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, how did you guys meet?
2: I'm gonna leave yeah, this up to Billy. I don't know. I saw
1: this chick somewhere, sitting somewhere. Now, she um. <clears throat> So I, I went to the World Cup. It was the World Cup, eh? It
2: was 2008.
1: Right? 2008 World Cup. It uh, happened to be at this. At the this a Swooping World Cup. It was the second FAI World Cup in Pretoria. World Champs. World Champs, champs sorry. Goodies, yeah. yeah. And uh, she was manifesting. And, you know, I had the, the peanut gallery myself and a couple of buddies were, were drinking as as you do, you know, drinking the, the sweet water. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and that was the first time I really met her. she was doing manifests. She had a boyfriend at the time and then i uh just, and then the, then the following year it was the world Chan- World cup in south Africa as well at the at the carsonwol skydiven club at the Johannesburg spadiven club and uh she had a boyfriend and that year I'd actually taken my my now ex girlfriend of course um with I would, me i would second- hope yeah <laughs> she lives in America still <laughs> she moved back to America. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so then I saw and then we saw and then I saw Angie in uh, in Dubai where I was working for a while and um yeah, we just started getting to- we started
0: talking and you know, things That was
2: in the beginning of 2011.
0: Yeah. When well, you guys both ended up over in Dubai, Angie, you were jumping for a team out there, weren't you?
2: Um, Yeah, so actually in 2011, when we met, I was still studying. I was doing my um, honours. Yeah, I was doing my honours and um, kind of got over the whole bush guarding thing. Mm. So I was mainly doing tandem camera. And my one friend that had come out to the competition, to the first competition in Dubai, to, as a head of delegation for South Africa, he said, Hey, look, they have their second competition going. Um, why don't you come with as a team manager? It's like two weeks of holiday for like, I don't remember, I think it was like $300 or something very cheap. It was very cheap for two weeks, including transport and food and everything. Wow. So I was like, sure, cool. I'll go with like a couple of jumps, maybe whatever. So I ended up going and that's when I saw Billy again. And then, yeah, and we just stayed in touch for a while and whatever. And then next thing I know, we, you know, we <laughs> decided to really make a plan. Of, like, kind of sort of live in the same place. And then I'd, I, because I was studying through distance university, so I could actually study anywhere. So that's how I ended up going to Dubai. And um, they sort of – you know, told me they were interested to for me to work at the palm, and then I was like, mm, But if I work six days a week, I know I won't finish my studies, I know I'll just stop. Sure, and then I just um, yeah, I just um, waited for the next opportunity, I guess, which was filming the girls' team. Yeah,
0: wow, that's very yeah. cool. That's very, very yeah. so you guys you guys met a number of different times and then ended up becoming a couple over in Dubai.
2: Yeah, pretty much because we made a decision we we had to sort of to make it work, live in the same place. So I made a move. Yep.
0: Uh, <laughs> you made it happen.
2: Yeah. And- well, the thing was, you know, I really, really loved the bush, but working in the bush, like I was physically, I wasn't able to do anymore. It was man, it was tough work. That we was doing everything from like digging up fires to toilets to shoveling shit back in a hole and making food and. Telling people what the animals were about and, you know, sitting at night in my tent writing assignments and whatever.
1: You know, people go on vacation and they leave their brains at home. Oh, I mean, yeah. I
2: would be brushing my teeth and people would be like, I said, where are we on the map? And I'd be like, mm-hmm, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs>
0: well, <are> they, and <laughs> so, these are the same groups of people that are probably trying to walk up to pet the elephants.
2: That's right. Yeah that's right and then you wonder why people get like decapitated in the delta yeah how many times Mm -hmm. did
0: you just want to let him do it just go fuck it just go yeah go pet the (laughs) elephant just go a lot
2: a (laughs) lot of times i'm not lying at least there was one person on every trip where i was like jesus really
0: oh yeah and
2: i mean my difficulty was i was in the beginning of my 20s so who the fuck is gonna listen to me
0: yeah, for sure, but uh, I don't know, I uh, probably me in, in Africa, for Christ's sakes. I mean, what was the, the? There's just a couple of stories recently. One guy got out of one of the trucks to take a picture with a lion, eaten. Um, Somebody tried to pet a lion from one of the trucks, ripped the arm off, and every time I hear those stories, I just go, yeah, fuck you, you deserved it.
2: <laughs> That's right. I, I totally agree.
0: Please yeah. do more of that, and there's no refunds on this tour. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> fuck them. I mean, come on! If you're stupid enough to want to go, you know, take a selfie with a, a lion in Africa, you kind of deserve it.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently there was a there was a picture I think in in the early '80s in South Africa where this guys got out of the car to take. I don't know what what they were where, where they from, but this this person got out the car, they take a picture, turned around, took a picture in the front. The front the picture on the front page was. There's a person standing smiling at the camera, and behind him is a lion in full flight. <laughs> <laughs> How dumb can you be? That guy obviously didn't survive.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's just fucking Darwinism literally in full effect. And yeah, people, sure. people say skydivers are fucking crazy and stupid because we jump out of airplanes. We're the sane ones in those groups. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, well, that's dangerous. Nah, it's fine. It'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to go try and pet a fucking lion. Jesus. So (laughs) you guys kind of went full circle, having both started in uh, jumping in South Africa or started uh, really jumping busily in South Africa. And then Billy, you take off to, uh, uh, or back home and you meet in South Africa a couple of times and then you end up hooking up in Dubai, but now you're back in South Africa as adults with, like, babies and shit.
1: Yeah, we've got two kids, two boys. Oh, um, a house and...
2: I reckon an airplane. An
0: airplane. And a drop zone. So, yeah. are there any... Are, do you have a billy that runs around that you have to deal with? Do you have one of you on your drop zone?
1: I, I cut them off at, at the knees the first week I was here. Do you? Yeah, no, I did, <laughs> hey? I can... I pulled the trigger real quick. Oh, well, because you gotta,
0: <laughs> you you know everything that's coming because you fucking did all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. I mean, we play it down. Skydance was, from my estimation, Skydance was one of the more mellow drop zones that I ever worked at because I guess a lot of the craziness had been I had already happened, but I'd already worked at Cross Keys, which was fucking an insane drop zone. So the wild yeah. times that I had at Skydance were pretty mellow by I, by estimation, but it used to get pretty out of control out there.
1: Yeah, no, it was pretty good. You know, we would had a had a, we had a golf cart and um, and creepers and on the runway. And then one day there was a the, the lights all of a sudden came on, and was in the middle of the runway. Yes, that was funny. You saw people fucking run then. Get out of the runway, you know, we're all drunk and, you know, and all of a sudden the plane comes and lands on the runway, middle of the night.
0: (laughs) What do you know? (laughs) Jeez, imagine that. Do you remember, uh, I think you were there, when one of the guys that owned one of the hangars on Skydance decided he was going to do a dry run up the runway in the airplane he was building, but it didn't have wings on it yet? no i wasn't there for that you weren't there for that oh Oh, i was i thought you for sure you were there because i know you you and your dad did a lot of work with shipping aircraft and stuff and anyway this guy was in one of the hangars and he was doing one of those home-built jobbies and wooden (laughs) propeller and everything and he decides he's going to taxi this thing high speed up the runway but it doesn't have any fucking wings and not I guess not realizing that the tail that's still there is going to have lift, even if there's no fucking wings. He just hammers it. it and starts flying down the runway. I'm on descent to come in and fucking land when I watch as he hits the midway plane of the runway when the tail gets lift and puts the prop into the, the runway and the damn thing just tumbles. That's too funny. Oh, dude. <laughs> and it's That's the, too funny. Oh, it was fucking! It was it was hilarious. As soon as I knew he wasn't dead, that was my first question: was Is anybody dead or hurt? No. Okay, that's fucking funny.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, funny. yeah, I
1: do remember there was, there was one guy at the drop zone. He uh, he showed up one night and he'd been drinking a little bit. And he's like, "You know, you don't need you don't need to parachute to skydive." I'm like, what do you mean? He says, "No, no, I just use my fucking belt. I take my belt off and I last through the power lines and I ride the power line down and I land like, fine." I'm like, yep. bro, you're an idiot. And yep. he says, This PLF shit, you don't need a PLF. I'm like, bro, Okay, now we've all had a little bit too much to drink, okay? You know, obviously there comes a comes a time. And he's like, No, I'll jump off the fucking hanger. I'm like, no, no, no. And all of us are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, sure, you're gonna jump off the hanger." Well, you know, at the top of the top of the hangar, there's all those that, that pea gravel, those little rocks that are sitting there. Yep. You know, walk out. And about ten minutes later we hear this, hey guys, check this out. And the fucking guy jumps. Yep. He jumps off the top of the hangar, yep. and he hits the ground, and his head, his feet hit, and then his head hits his feet, <laughs> and he bounces up about two, three feet. So we run over there and we check him out, and he's like, "No, I'm fine." He starts crawling to to his car. I'm like, "Are you okay, bro?" He's like, "No, I'm fine. I'm just a little bit stiff, you know, here and there. I'm okay." Anyway, so
0: oh god, he gets
1: he tries to, tries to drive away, and his car gets stuck in the mud. So, because it'd been raining a while before that and there was a lot of mud. He tries to get he gets stuck in the mud and can't go anywhere. So we're like, okay, well, we'll just leave the guy. He'll be fine. You know, <laughs> he's a little bit sore, but he'll be fine. <laughs> well, the next morning we wake up and he's not there, he's gone. Yep. He'd driven his car away. About 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 oh, one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, his dad shows up. Yep. And he says, You know, my son had two fucking broken ankles, two fucking broken legs. And uh, how did you guys let him drive? We're like, bro, your son is thirty-five years old. <laughs> He's a man.
0: <laughs> in the he loosest. Off the car. What in, an idiot. Yeah, in the <laughs> loosest sense of the word. Yeah, I remember him vividly. In fact, Jim Matthews and I talked about him because, oh fuck me, I mean, that's just a story that people don't believe. They just yeah. don't believe it. And um, even when Jim and I talked about it, one of the details he kind of skipped was when he hit the fucking ground. He ended up on his side. And it knocked all the wind out of him, and he was trying to, you know, a lot of people's first instinct when you hurt yourself is to just jump up and run it out. and But he couldn't jump up, so he was basically running himself around in circles in the pea gravel on his side. (laughs) (laughs) It's, oh, yeah, it was fucking horrible. Oh, yeah, a few silly things happened there. Actually, you were on the drop zone for one of my, for actually probably my worst landing ever.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say anything, but you know, no, was, by
0: all means, I fucking frapped uh, my ass in.
1: Oh uh, no, my dad, my dad and I we were, we were working on in the in the hangar. We we're working on we were shipping. I think we we're shipping out three one eight twos. I think they were going. I think they're actually coming out of South Africa. But um, you know, my dad comes out. He's like, "Oh, they're landing. Could come out and check them land?" So I come out and I watch this fucking idiot on a velocity. I think it was a ninety six, maybe one
0: hundred
1: three. Is that we? One hundred three. Yeah. Africa. Yes, it's bro. I saw you hit the ground. Perry was running to you. Fuck. We thought you did. I stood there and watched that Perry got to you and he said he thought you were dead.
0: yeah And
1: yep. I never I I'd never seen somebody hit the ground that hard before until then, you know.
0: Yeah, bro. Well, the You must have
1: bad you must have bounced, you know. I did. I mean, you skipped pretty good. You didn't you didn't go straight down, which was good. You skipped, which is, is all right, but you're tough. You're a tough bastard, you know. Yeah, you stood well, up,
0: and it was it was lucky because it was uh, um, they had tilled the fields relatively recently, so it wasn't that hard packed dirt, or I would have fucking broken every goddamn thing I had. Yes, it's very at the ground on it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it was because I hadn't jumped my rig in like six months. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't shooting any video at, at Skydance for quite a while, and and uh, I wasn't really fun jumping. I was just chucking drugs and going home. And uh, Zach Kimsey came out to get signed off on the 182. Um, so yeah. he was going to fly the 182, and and so. I I trained him for a little while, and then his sign-off was, all right, fucking take me up. I'm going to make a jump. Well, I hadn't jumped my rig in ages, you know, like probably six months, and I wasn't even current the last time that I jumped. And so I hooked my 103 like I'd been on it the load before, stayed on my rears too long, stalled the thing out, and just fucking pounded into the ground. And then Perry, <laughs> Perry comes running out to me, and all I remember is – all of a sudden, I'm standing up and Perry is on his knees with his arms around my waist, crying, <laughs> horrified, going, "Oh my God, Dean! I thought you were dead." Well, of course, it, it it turns out I broke my fucking tailbone, but Uncle Goddamn Ray wouldn't let me go. He's like, "No, dude, you got to fly the pack. We've got loads." So, so I I, I have to dust myself off climb into the Pack 750 and fly like three loads on a broken tailbone. I don't know it's broken, of course, but I'm in a shitload of pain. So I, yeah. I fly three fucking loads and I finally go to Ray and go, dude, I got to
1: I gotta go to the doctor. Yeah. yeah, but that was at the time where you were fucking crashing three rock stars at a time. Oh, I was. You know? Oh, yeah, no, I was a
0: maniac. I had to be to keep up with the fucking the business that we were doing out there. So I go to the doctor and it was it was the stupidest question I ever got from a doctor um they x-rayed my ass and the doctor yeah <laughs> they x-rayed my ass and the doctor comes in and it's a it's a female doctor nothing against women just happened to be a female doctor with the nurse and the doctors looking at the x-ray and she asks me what happened and I said oh uh, I had a, a skydiving accident, and she gasped and went, oh, did your parachute not open? And, oh. I, oh. And, and I took one look at the nurse and looked at the doctor again, and I went, you're my doctor. <laughs>
1: uh, it must have not opened because you hit the ground pretty fucking hard.
0: And I did hit the ground pretty fucking hard. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. That was bad. We had uh, a, a, a <laughs> so, so many fucking hilarious times out there, too. Were you there when uh, when we shot uh, Mythbusters? No, I'd left by then already. Were you there? Yeah, that was that was a fun time, too. But, all right, so back to Pretoria, though. So now you're the drop zone owner. Um, what kind of stupid shit's going on out there? I know it's happening. No, you
1: know, I've got a pretty good handle on stuff these days.
0: You um, think? They're not getting it past you. No, I know. I know exactly what's going on in my drop zone. So did you have the meetings like Ray used to have that you're not allowed to fuck the students? No, no. So you, wait, so you can <laughs> bang your students at either. your drop zone? They can if they want? So because like of free country? It's fucking customer service, right? Exactly. That's the way I look at it. It's customer retention, you know? If you get a good tandem and they want to go, that's just, I think that that's just polite, don't you? Great, great,
1: great. Uh... PR, I guess you could say.
0: All right, so for (laughs) anybody out there listening that's thinking about making a trip to uh, South Africa, you're going to want to go to Skydive Pretoria because you can get jumped and fucked. (laughs) (laughs) By the staff, there is no no no-fucking-students rule at Skydive Pretoria.
1: <laughs> Obviously, you've never seen my instructors. That's so okay.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oops, oops, <laughs> oops. So you got the pac Seven Fifty. That's a big fucking plane, man. How how was this an established drop zone when you guys uh, bought it, or is this? Yeah, you now. fifty
2: since nineteen sixty
0: three.
1: Wow, that's so the all this drops in South Africa for sure.
0: So the, this drop zone has been around forever. That's really cool. So there's a yeah. shitload of history there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There's a lot of history. There's a, you know, the drop zones, were, actually was one of the first drop zones in the world to hold a world meet. Wow.
0: Wow. In the,
2: f- yeah. In the no, 60s? I'm, yeah, somewhere in the 60s. I think it was classic Edgar Oh, i got to refresh my memory here.
1: Wow. But, you know,
2: it's
1: yeah. got a lot of history, eh? For it's, sure. it's a, it's a phenomenal drop zone and for me i mean i love i love flying my parachute you know for any of those mm. it's altitude lovers yeah you know, if any of those people are looking to fly a parachute far fast you know and you got to come to Pretoria. we're at 4200 feet above sea level yep and uh sometimes the density altitude can get up to six seven thousand feet so
0: when you guys just had a competition didn't you
1: um, we just had the national competition the nationals but we are having the uh, the world champs are in okay. no- the well, sorry the world Cup is in November wow um, it's CP. Uh, of CP, yeah
0: that's a CP World Cup
1: and there will be not maybe but there, all the records are will be broken at the drop zone
0: well with that kind of For field sure. elevation and and uh, now with these new uh, um, what's the new harness uh yeah the mutant the mutant harness yeah, yeah yeah um I mean
1: it's been spent- Giuseppe just went over like 200 and I want to say 220 meters, 230 meters. That's
0: fucking obscene, um, man! Airplanes land in half that distance.
1: Yeah, exactly. With, with a little bit of a, a little bit of a crosswind and no tailwind, no nothing. It was a pretty calm day. So,
0: I'm, seriously, I can land a, I can land a fucking otter in a lot less than that.
1: Oh, easy, easy. You can land an otter in the length of the 90 meter pond that I have. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, that's
0: that's just fucking epic. Well, so you you yeah. guys are running the pack seven fifty. You're doing competitions and stuff. Are you? Uh, um, how's the AFF? And are you are doing a shitload of tandems? And
1: we've got a great AFF program. We've got a bunch of really good seasoned instructors, and we have we have I have about five or six tandem instructors that uh, that we rotate through throughout the throughout the month. And um, we're mainly uh mainly a fun jumping drop zone. Nice. We're not really. We do tandems, obviously. We do lots of AFF, but we are mainly a f- uh, fun jump drops. We're
2: we're pushing for you know getting the level up and and doing some cool stuff for fun jumpers as well, not just tandem operation. Well, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, you know, you know, we just created a new uh, a new flight school, skydiving um, SP flight SP school. school. Wow. And um, yeah, so there's I mean there's a lot happening. here. we got we got a really a bunch of really good skydivers that are drop zone. Um, you got some
0: kick-ass kick load organizers and coaches out there too, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We had a we had a nice
2: boogie during uh, February March. We have a we have a partnership with the Drop Zone where I actually grew up. So every year in this summer, one of us or both of us goes over there, load organizers and visits and coaches and helps out with whatever help they need and um so this year they actually came out with a whole bunch of people so i think it was like about 12 of them that showed up here
0: oh very cool very cool. yeah
2: and then we had another we had another canopy piloting group from uh, nina Engel. they showed up over here at the same time so yeah we had like a two-week boogie in february march
0: oh that's super cool well, it sounds to me like yeah. uh, with, uh, with uh, the all-around weather and uh, um, the facilities that you got going and the aircraft and the people that you can turn this place, or if it's not already, a hell of a destination spot.
1: Yeah, we're, that's one of the big things we're working on at the moment, you know. That's why we wanted to have the, the World Cup here, um, just Thanks. so that everybody can see what it's all about. You know, the, the, safaris, the safari spots are anywhere from 15 minutes to four hours away. Depending on how big you want to go and what you want to see, sure. Um, you know we've got we've got the big five, fifteen minutes away from us. If nobody knows what the big five are, those are the five most dangerous animals in South Africa.
2: Most difficult to
1: hunt. Uh, most
0: difficult to hunt. Sorry. You... All right. <laughs> she is the pro. You just fucked with yes. rich California people. Uh,
1: Hollywood, you know.
0: You were <laughs> you were the ho- Hollywood shit guy. There you go. <laughs> So, are are you gonna uh, you gonna branch out then and start doing safaris and and jumping? That'd be a hell of a package, man! What a fucking uh, vacation tour that'd be! Fuck the hot yeah, air. We've, bo- we've, the hot we've air balloon into- shit! Fucking do tandems and safaris.
1: Yeah, we've looked into that, and it's it eventually will go that way. But um, we need to really establish ourselves as as a proper destination, you know. And once we have our name out there, and you know, we will be able to branch out and start doing other stuff. I need to. It's a long road, hey. Eh? Like it's, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and we uh, we've only been doing it for for almost two years, just over two uh, years less, now. No less, less,
2: less. Uh, we started October seventeenth.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, you're you're just getting started in it. There's a whole lot to come. Then that's awesome. And, but you're also got the yeah. two kids as well. You guys got to be busy as hell.
2: Correct. <laughs> so,
0: so, so it, it went from uh, um, crashing vans in ditches and getting laid and all that t- stuff to to now you got two kids and and your staff can bang the students, but you guys probably don't get <laughs> laid pushing. at all.
1: No, I can't. no, bro, I worked in Dubai for ages. <laughs> you know, I was a big, that was a big stepping stone in my life. I grew up a little bit in Dubai, somewhat, yeah. until I got here.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's very very cool. Well, and I bet she keeps you in line, too, though. If if she knows the big five, and I guarantee she can go hunt the fucking things, so. Yeah, well, my wife carries a big stick where she goes. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, Nomers is out there with you guys, too, isn't she? She is. What oh.
1: an amazing person. Oh, because, nom, hey.
0: nom. Oh, you got to give her a big fucking hug and tell her I miss the hell out of her. I will Um, And will. tell her yeah. also She's gonna be on this podcast I know she's terrified She's gonna listen to the <laughs> She's fucking shitting her pants She doesn't want to talk to me on this podcast Cause she knows I'm just gonna Yeah, well, have,
1: She's yeah. Heard some stories so.
0: I know she's got some stories People just get nervous about talking on the podcast It's just me and my underwear sitting in the toilet Talking to you guys
1: Yeah and 5 million other people fucking listening Well you know but
0: I don't I pretend they're not
1: there I think, I think from now on I'm gonna be known as the shit guy <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's it's uh, the diamond shit guy.
1: The diamond and the rough shit yeah, guy. Diamond
0: flat. shit guy. You get the rich fucking. Hey, come on. No, no, that's bragging rights. If you can get rich women with diamond rings to dig their hands into shit, you're doing something right. <laughs> come on, that's some sales right there. You guys are gonna succeed no matter what with that shit. <laughs> Yeah, good so um have you guys got a website up uh, someplace people can go check out the badass videos and see all the pictures and all this shit
2: um so most of our stuff is on facebook but um, we do have a homepage where we also have a fun jumper section and a section for the world Cup, which is uh, com. okay um but yeah we we are we are pretty um how can I say we're we're open to anything? So if people say they, you know, with a certain amount of people, they want to come out here, have a holiday, and do skydives or whatever, check in, we'll make it happen.
1: No, we uh, can we can we can also cater tours to to people. Sure. There's there's, there's no bounds. There's no limits to what we can do. Hey, because we we're slowly but surely starting to to branch out to the safari game parks everywhere out in this area. So we will eventually.
0: Which is you know. fucking awesome. So you know. um, how many are you guys putting in the pack? Uh, so what's a load for you guys?
1: A normal load in the summertime is probably 12.
2: Max... More like yeah. 11. When it's really hot and then yeah. we're loaded with fuel, we'd rather do 11.
0: That's good. That's really good. All right. Well, so we'll kind of put it out there, especially for uh, groups of people uh, wherever they may be in the UK or the States looking to uh, escape winter as it rolls back around. Put a fucking group together and go to Skyda Pretoria for a couple of weeks and, and uh, tear it up out there and then go see be, see some big cats and, and uh, do something stupid.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and and definitely the the one the one big thing we um, you know which I think is a huge bonus especially for the people coming from Europe we um, don't have a time difference.
0: That's awesome. That yep. that makes life really easy. From the states, it's a little bit different. But then again, if you're going to get a group to come from the states, hopefully they're coming for more than just a couple of days. That's you know you come yeah. for a couple of weeks. Um, it doesn't
1: matter where you come from. It's about about a fifteen hour flight.
2: Um, no, not really. Like Europe is about ten.
0: Okay. Now how about yeah, uh 10 how... Hours. Fas... fifteen hours. So say facilities for people that want to come and make a, a jumping safari type trip out of it. Have you guys got places to stay at the drop zone?
2: So we hmm. so so you know, I wanted a guest house originally and my, my husband wanted a drop zone. So I had to step back <laughs> while he bought the airplane on the club and and make a make another plan. And so I, I offered permanent safari tents.
0: Well, there you go. So we're
2: talking about a, a a tent that you can stand up in and most of them have double, um, well, sorry, queen size beds. Um, two of them have two single beds, um, with, you know, the linen towels, the whole shebang, even skydiving magazines next to your bed. Yeah.
0: Awesome. That whole thing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, those, those glamping tents, I did that when we stayed in hyena pen, um, was that in Botswana? Mm. Yeah, in Botswana. Yeah. Um yeah. and they had us as far away from the uh, uh the main lodge as possible so at like midnight you could hear the hyenas sniffing right next to your tent. So me and my American daughter shitting ourselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and so um the tent the tents go for like, I don't know, I think it's like eight dollars a night type of thing. But
0: um yeah. Nice. Fully nice.
2: fully catered. Or less. And we have like a, a little, we call it the commune at the drop zone where we have like a fridge and all the cutlery, crockery, that sort of thing. Awesome. Going. Otherwise, we have a really nice swimming pool awesome. and uh, lots of trees and whatever. So it's a little paradise. We are, we are in the city, but we're not in the city, if you know what I mean.
0: I, absolutely. Now, um, so say there is a, a group listening that wants to try and plan something out. How do they direct message you? Is there an email that they get a hold of? You want to give a phone number uh, out?
2: Best is they they send me an email at a n g e at scadapetoria okay, and uh, we'll get the ball rolling. All right,
0: Angie at scadapetoria dot com, uh, diamond shitster, um, that should you should get a um a, an email address something like that. Yeah, would be good. Yeah, right, we
1: we have we have a we have a bar on we have a bar on the drop zone.
0: We have a massive, a
1: big, Fireplace. big, big bonfire place. Barbecue. It's a it's a in this country, okay? Braille, okay.
0: Sorry. So, so, a them, spot for some proper for mayhem. You can you can have some fun and and uh, and getting a, a little proper respectable trouble. Absolutely,
1: yeah, oh, for shit. sure. We you know we would like to have a good time here. You know, there's some um, I mean, it's we're on, we're on a um on a, we're on a big airport, but uh, we um
0: that's awesome though and we, the inst- we... the instructors can bang the students <laughs>
2: Well, we we have a brian a bar area but but the ultimate goal is actually to do really fucking awesome offs
0: absolutely so that that's
2: goal we we're, we're not a we're not a um, sorry a drinking club with a skydiving problem we are actually skydiving problem with a little bit of a drinking problem oh well,
0: there you go well that's a happy mix though well and especially when you've got talent like nomers out there or billy you you know for canopy stuff and her for ridiculous free flying and canopy stuff i mean when you've got that kind of talent uh the shit that you guys are going to be able to start pulling off as as you get your crowd up is going to be fantastic
1: yeah no we got a lot of, we got quite a few locals here they've already built up Quite a good local base. Um, I think I have about, I think about eight guys in, already that are um, that are coming through the ranks that have already, were able to do some moving skydives and awesome. you know, some bunch of stuff that we're able to do already. Um, so yeah, there's a, the, the skills there. And then when it comes to if you want the guys want a belly fly or anything, you know, Angie's a she's a reputable belly flyer. She's done a lot of skydiving. Um, no, nothing no my, wife, my wife's a lot better than people think you know she, very cool yeah, well a very good i can't boy, uh yeah.
0: i can't wish you guys more luck and and success in what you got going on out there and it's a hell of a long way from from davis california or for jumping in cloudy germany for sure It's super <laughs> super fucking cool it's good eh you know
2: what we we. Are- we're not quite yet in the middle of winter, but we have like sort of autumn winter already, which it gets a bit chilly at night. But you know what? It's 20, I think 28 degrees during the day. Like 80 and every day. single morning we get up, we look out the curtain, we go like, oh, fuck, another tough day in Africa.
0: Right. And we only
2: have blue stars. There's not one cloud in the sky, but yeah.
0: Well, that's fantastic. It, it reminds
2: a little bit of Dubai, except for it's green God. and the sun is shining.
0: Yeah, no, that's nothing to bitch about. You can fly an airplane, you can jump out of it. There's green on the ground, there's blue in the sky, and it's not freezing. Well, fuck, what else do you need? That sounds pretty exactly. goddamn epic to me.
1: And we can jump seven days a week if we
0: want. To. Yeah, and seven
2: and days a week.
1: And also, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, unfortunately, this year we only have two, my wife and I only have actually only had, on the schedule, we only have two weekends off the end for the entire year. You know. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Well, yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, eventually you'll be able to have staff to take care of all of it for you, but for now you guys got to get that rolling. Jesus. Well, that's too cool yeah. guys. Yeah. So uh, everybody's going to need to go to skydive Pretoria.com. That's your homepage. Uh, Angie yeah. at skydive Pretoria.com for emails to set up some group stuff and to do the safari shit. I mean, it all sounds absolutely incredible. Anything else you want everybody out there to know before we go?
1: When um, are you coming out? Exactly. I gotta get
0: out there. This year's a little different, though. This year I'm taking off uh, in November. I'm using my vacation time to go hike up and see uh, uh, Mount Everest, go to base camp because I turned 50. Uh, and, and that sounds fun. Right? <laughs> yeah. If, if you know anybody that
1: uh, and wants to fly packs, you know, I, I'm looking for a pack pilot.
0: All right. There you go. A little advertisement for pack pilots out there. I might know a few people. I'll have to, to put some feelers out. Uh, have you got uh, um, minimums? What kind of hours are you looking for? What kind of experience are you looking for?
1: I need, I need let's say I need a thought. It's th- kind of like the States. I need a 1,000 hours minimum. Um, and a little bit more strict on the on the turbine time, I need two hundred and fifty hours turbine time.
0: Cool. yeah, you don't want to cook those things, man. They're fucking expensive.
1: yeah, you're telling me?
0: All right, cool. well hey if if anybody uh, wants to reach out, if uh, uh, you can reach out to me or reach out to these guys uh, if you're flying a pack seven fifty or you want to fly pack seven fifty and you got some turbine time, uh, we'll see if we can't get you in the air over uh, over Scottie Pretoria. Guys, Amen. it's fucking amazing catching up with you guys. I'm going to have to try and drag myself out there for sure next year. It ain't going to be this year, but I got to come check out the place. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you'll you see the videos that come out from uh, from the World Cup. And, uh, you know, all the swoopers out there, they're, they're going to be there in for a treat, eh? The swoopers are in for a treat, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, man, I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be fucking spectacular. Guys, thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Dean.
1: Appreciate you, buddy. All take right. it easy. Take care, Thank guys. You
0: so much. Bye-bye. Well, Skydive Pretoria sounds like quite the fucking setup. You got uh, the altitude for some monster swoops across the pond. You got the beautiful scenery not too far out of town. You got uh, Billy and Angie to take really good care of you. A pack 750 to jump out of. And if you're a Pac 750 pilot looking for work, maybe a Pac 750 for you to fly. And of course, if you're an instructor that likes to go the extra mile and help service your customers even before. And after the jump, well, Sky Pretoria is absolutely the spot. Now, this has been another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, and I am, once again, the fucking pilot, uh, brought to you proudly in association with Blue Skies Magazine, as it's already been established. It's the greatest magazine in the known universe. You're going to want to head to blueskiesmag.com to get yourself all kinds of cool swag, get some uh, issues, uh, back issues, I should say, uh, or go ahead and just subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. If you want to write for Blue Skies Magazine, start putting pen to paper. Uh, If I can do it, you can. And if you got some cool shit you want to advertise with Blue Skies Magazine, you're definitely going to want to do that as well. Hit them up. Uh, there'll be links to email at uh, blueskies.com. With me, you can catch me everywhere. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, The Fucking Pilot, all over the place. Thefuckingpilot.net is my website. You can email me directly there. You can also go on that website to get links directly to both the books that I've got on sale. One is The Fucking Pilot Book, uh, with Blue Skies Magazine's previously published uh, issues, or articles, I should say, uh, and then The uh, Accidental Stripper, which is about exactly what you think it's about. Uh, Hopefully, if I can pull my head out of my ass and manage to read through the entire thing without uh, dying of embarrassment, you will also have an audiobook format of The Accidental Stripper as well on on thefuckingpilot.net and on Amazon. So check in for all of that stuff as well. Again, thanks for joining me for another cool edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, and we will see you next time around.